welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, great to be here. Normally we uh, open up kind of joking around, telling ridiculous jokes, but um, people should know that are listening to this now that uh, this we are recording this and uh, on June 14th of uh, this year. And uh, two days ago, there was the event down in Orlando, Florida at the uh, Pulse nightclub. And uh, a crazy person goes in there with all kinds of uh, problems involving hatred and uh, blows away, uh, in the process, 49 people were killed, killed, dead, gone, that's it. And it's like just doing, the people there doing what normal young people do every weekend, you know. They're just out with their friends having a good time, music, dancing, whatever, and this club is institutional. Um, it is very prominent within the uh, LGBT community, and uh, this guy goes in and uh, blows these people away. Purely coincidentally, uh, and Gene, I'll let you take over from here, but Gene's daughter, Lindsay, who frankly I've known since birth, she is... Uh, very artistic, a great, great dancer, and has danced professionally in everything, you know, from Disney all the way out to uh, Vegas, whatever. And Gene's down visiting um, Lindsay, uh, I guess it was several months ago. Yep. And uh, has dinner with Lindsay, and sadly, one of the people who was uh, killed in that club Saturday night. So, Gene, why don't you take it from here? Because I think we have Lindsay coming on the phone now. Yes, uh, and just one minor correction, but I actually were David and Lindsay, my son-in-law David, who is a stuntman at Disney, and my daughter, who has worked for Disney, but and she has two children. She now works for Metropolis, which is an entertainment company, significant entertainment company in Orlando, and uh, they do a job at Universal Studios at a club called Rising Star, and Shane Tomlinson is her uh, friend, was her friend and co-worker. And we have my daughter, Lindsay, from Orlando, Florida. She just stepped out of a rehearsal with uh, this company called Metropolis. And I've asked Lindsay to come on with us because I think it's important when an attack like this happens. This was a terrorist attack. Uh, deranged guy, but he pledged allegiance to ISIL. And we have to, you know... We're going to give him that. He's a terrorist. I'm going to label him as such. We're not going to name him. He doesn't deserve that. But the thing is, the people who died, the 49 people who died, they're human beings with lives and loved ones and families. And uh, I think it's important that we honor them with some attention. And the small thing we can do is, and I'm going to ask Lindsay to jump in here and to tell us about Shane Tomlinson who was a friend and co-worker of hers at a place called Rising Star, which is at Universal. Lindsay, how are you? Hi. 
Uh, Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yep. Hi, and, Lindsay. And we have Megan Hills here and uh, your old friend, Uncle Jerry Springer. Uh, Mr. Springer will do. <laughs> yes. um, and, hi. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, Lindsay, uh, on a serious note, first of all, why don't you first tell us, uh, you know, briefly just about your friend, because this is all obviously very personal. Oh, sure, sure. Um, his name was Shane, and he was a coworker of mine and a colleague of mine in the entertainment community, and uh, he's been getting a lot of press for what an amazing entertainer he was, and of course he was that, but he was so much more. He was such a kind-hearted person. Every time I saw him, he greeted me with such a warm hug. How's your family? How are your babies? Um, he He's a son. He's a brother. He's an uncle. He just had a new nephew who's about a year old, and he doted on that that nephew. He loved him so much. He was a man of strong faith. He loved God. He loved his church. Um, he was the leader of a, a band, a convention band that did weddings, but they also um, had a regular gig here at Blue Martini, which is one of the nightclubs here in Orlando that they performed at regularly, which is kind of a big deal. You know, we have a lot of talent here in Orlando, a lot of bands, and so to land a regular gig like that, you know, that goes to bands that really pull in a lot of people. And Shane was the band leader. He brought all those people together in his band. Um, and he, he was just a wonderful, wonderful person. I just ran into him a week ago. Wow. And we mm. had such a lovely conversation. And we're just all really going to miss him. It's a, it's a big impact on our, our, our uh, how did you community f- here. Yeah, how did you first hear about, the event, about what happened? And what, How did I first hear about Yeah, that? and when did you hear? Um, I found out um, I, I have a new baby. He's 10 weeks old. And I woke up at 7 a.m., maybe 6.45, to nurse him and got on Facebook. And all these people, my friends, were, were putting up posts about um, Pulse Nightclub this, you know, a shooting. And at first it didn't register because, you know, we'd had that shooting the night before right. at um, the plaza. So that, my brain just kind of went there, and then I, I started to see the, the clips, because I follow news channels on Facebook, and I started to see clips, and then it dawned on me what was happening. And at that time, it was 20 victims, 20 people. And then um, by, like, 11, I immediately started texting all my friends that I thought maybe would have been there, because this is a place we all frequent. I've been there many, many times. And I have several friends who go there who, who they have go-go dancers who dance there, you know, entertainment that's provided there. This is our community. This is where we hang. It's, it's a place where people went to feel accepted and safe. And um, so I immediately started texting friends to make sure everyone was okay and all my, my immediate friends were accounted for. And then by 11 a.m., I got word that no one had heard from Shane and there was confirmation that he had been there the night before. So the next Whoa. 24 hours, we were all just in limbo because we didn't know, was he in the hospital? It was not like him to not check in, to not be yeah. heard from. And we knew he was there, and we knew, yeah, that he was, that no one could get a hold of him. So that was a very difficult time. Oh, so, guess. Lindsay, how did you end up finding out eventually? Like, how did it come to pass that you learned about him? So then yesterday morning I woke up. We all... 
I had been in communication with all my friends that knew Shane, anybody heard anything, you know, all throughout the day we kept checking in, checking in. And I got up around nine and text friends, have you heard anything? No, no, we'll let you know as soon as we do. And then at 10 a.m. on my Facebook, all these people started saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And that was when they had added his name to the victim list. Oh, that is so sad. Wow. Well, thank, yeah. Lindsay, thanks for uh, sharing that story. It's, uh, sure. you know, because we hear it as a news event, but then right. to actually, you know, know people who went, who are, went through all of this. And it's just, yeah. it's, you know, you get up that morning, and you say, hey, what are you doing tonight? Well, yeah, I'll meet you at this club. Let's go. It's the most normal thing in the world, and your life changes in, and then for some ends in a split second. And it's... Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but hey, hey, Lindsay, before you go back to your rehearsal, uh, tell us and our listeners uh, what, if anything, they can do to help uh, Shane Tomlinson's family. Yes, there is a GoFundMe link um, that you can maybe search for his name. Unfortunately, I don't know the exact link. Um, there, it's a GoFundMe direct funding for his family. Um, there's also a One Pulse t-shirt that you can purchase. If you Google Pulse nightclub proceeds, you purchase the t-shirt, it goes directly to the victim and their families. Um, there's also, if you, I believe if you go to Pulse nightclub, they have all sorts of, um, different ways that you can contribute to the victims listed on their website, I believe. Okay. Thank you, Lindsay. Love you. Lindsay, thank you. Yeah. Love yep. you guys. Thanks. See ya. Okay, thanks. Bye. Wow, that's... You know, these are crazy times, and the, the aftermath of all this has been a lot of politics. Would you agree, Jerry and Megan? I yeah. mean, it's really kicked up a lot of dust. And... Oh, and nothing worse than, I mean, I don't want to say nothing worse, but, I mean, the thing that just got my blood first, there was shock. Um, I was in England last week, so, you know, so just hearing about this. So first there's shock, and then you're sad, and then, and then the first tweet that comes across is that SOB Trump and says, uh, thanks for congratulating me. I mean, can, can you imagine? I can't I imagine. Mean, politics is really, politics aside, just as a human being, how cold do you have to be? It's unbelievable, Jerry. I, I agree with you. And, yeah. and then it gets worse because then the next day he said, uh, I, I really think uh, Trump is literally unhinged. Because I think he's mentally day, unstable. The yeah. next day he suggested very clearly, a very clear insinuation. He's such a prick. He couches yeah. his words so carefully that you can't say, well, this is exactly what you said, that he insinuated that President Obama is in with the terrorists. Oh, can you? That's freaking insane. That yeah. is a madman. Yeah. He's, That's I, a madman. Yeah. yeah, which a little later on in the program, um, we'll talk about that because I, I think now he's gone off the deep end and now we have to consider that a man running for president of the United States and therefore, even though, you know, I can't imagine that he's going to win, but... When you're one of two left, I guess anything is possible. Um, and the idea that someone so unstable could actually become president of the United States, leader of the free world, a finger on the nuclear button. I mean, all of a sudden, politics aside, I don't care what party you are, what philosophy you have, 
you know, you cannot put a crazy man as president of the United States. And, you know, the joking aside, and I know he's great material for Saturday Night Live and everything else, but this is a wake-up call. This is dangerous, dangerous for the world. I, I was in England, as I keep saying, this past week. I am telling you, the, the, the people there are panicked. Uh, I mean, they, they keep thinking, what is America seriously considering? You know, it's a, to them, it's like a joke, but then they get worried. Because, you know, the world does kind of rely on Big Brother America being there. You know, they may yell at us and get angry at us, but there's kind of like a, you kind of know America's got your back, you know, if, if, if it, everything else goes down. And if America now can't be trusted, you know, what, what the heck is that going to be? We'll, we'll, we'll talk more. Yeah, we'll circle back yeah. to politics in yeah. a minute because there's some other stuff, and I'll just do a tease. Uh, yeah. And we, we have a great musical guest from uh, a town in uh, Florida called Sop Choppy, Florida. And just that alone means you got to stay with it and hear uh, Grant Peebles because we do sound checks, and he's really good. Uh, and also, I felt uh, very sorry for you last week. And, Megan, you may relate to this, too, because you and I traveled with Jerry and his lovely wife, Mickey, to Cuba we did. a month ago. And it was very sad to look over at times, and this was in first class. We all got up into first class because we were rolling with Jerry yeah. Springer. But he looked so <laughs> it's, it's slumming, so uncomfortable being on a commercial flight versus his private jet. And it's, I mean, it's a tough life I that mean, he leads. I'm, serious, I'm not joking. There were other people on this plane. Breathing your right. air, drinking your drinks. What I understand. What is that about? <laughs> and I worried about you because I knew you were flying across the Atlantic it Ocean. It was the same thing. They had Come other hours people. you were on this plane yeah. in a cabin. Now, they tried to talk me because when you're in first class, you get like a bed. So you're in like a... A, pod. a little your own It's like your own portalette, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. It's like being in a portalette. Yeah. yeah. But no. still. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, your your issues, your problems are pretty legit, yeah. sir. I feel like oh, my heart breaks for you. People don't know. This, they don't. this is not, I just thought about it. Oh, no. I am, so I kind of doze off. Yeah. And I'm asleep. All of a sudden, ow. Well, the a thing hit me in the head. <laughs> no, what, uh, what do you call them? The a flight tray? attendant? Yeah. They opened the Oh the baggage God. thing on top of me. Where they I say, be asleep. careful, it may have shifted during yeah. the flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Onto your head. Oh, and the guy, he was beside himself because something hit me right on the head. And I woke, you know, and Whoa. Ow! you know, you don't know where you are. You. Whoa. And, and honestly, I swear to God. And he was, he just thought his career yeah. was over. Yeah. He should he have said, and that's for Western civilization. Do, yeah, yeah. He says, oh, I'm t I, I told him, look, if you don't like the show, you don't yeah, like yeah, the yes, show. Yes, say so. But you don't start <laughs> throwing right. stuff on me when yeah. I'm asleep on a plane. A Did look. England put you in a uh, concussion protocol? Yeah. Because of that? <laughs> yeah, well, they, for many reasons. Yeah. Hey, tell us what you were doing in England, what you did, and, and brag a little bit about the fact that, that we're now cool. heard in England. Oh, or right. will be soon. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, starting next week, uh, every Saturday night, we're going to be on talk radio, and this podcast is on talk radio in England. Woohoo! So, uh, yeah, so that's going to be great. Yeah, all, all the Great Britain. And, uh, and so I was there for that, and Speaking in Oxford, which is... Just no big deal, speaking at Oxford. No, yeah, what did you <laughs> talk about at Oxford? I talked about an Oxford hour. Oxford University, yeah, about yeah. an hour. <laughs> yeah. No, what, what did you... <laughs> Good, I got my joke yeah, for the joke. day. <laughs> got your joke for the week. 
What yeah, was the I topic? talked about the American election and all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and the, the fear they have of Trump and what's going on. Because on a serious note, there's a right-wing movement in the world. I mean, you have right-wing politicians rising up in Austria, Hungary, uh, France. Uh, it's, you know, and now England has Brexit. Brexit mm -hmm. is where the people of Britain will get to vote whether they want to stay part of the European Union. And frankly, the big issue is immigration. They, they want to be able, you know, because right now they're open borders if you're part of the European Union. And just like in, a, in America, you can go from Indiana to Ohio, whatever, and you don't need a passport, you don't need a visa or anything like that. But England wants, there's some in England now that want to pull out of the European Union so they will be able to say, you're not coming into our country. It's a, it's a real right-wing movement, so that's, that's kind of sad. But I, here was my suggestion. My suggestion is if England withdraws from the European Union, I think they should consider, let bygones be bygones, they should become our 51st state. England? Yeah, that'd be nice. It's the that'd revolution. The revolution was 240 years ago. Yeah. Get over it. Okay? They become our 51st state. They'd become the largest state. They have 50 million people. They'd be larger than California in terms of population. So they now become our largest state. If they vote, they hate Trump. They'll never vote for Trump. Yeah. Now they're they, And here's the best part. See, I was born in England. Oh, but no, if England no, no, is no, now no, part no, of America, no, 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 no. that means I'm American-born. I can be president. Whoa. Whoa. Take that, Trump. <laughs> this is perfect. I will not applaud You can that. imagine oh, yeah. how the people took that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of an idea. If that what? doesn't it strike doesn't fear it? in the hearts yeah. of many, oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. What good? <laughs> and England is about as far away from here as Alaska is from here. Oh, or Hawaii. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Or Hawaii, yeah. So there's no geographic reason why it couldn't be part of the uh, mainland. So it's a uh, political uh, question. It is, and I, I'm, I'm really pushing for it now. Tom, I'm 72. <laughs> Time's running out. Yeah, i got to get I'm moving. I'm 72. <laughs> i got to move quickly if I want to be president. I wanted wow. to ask you something else. Uh, I noticed, Megan, last week, yes, because sir. we're still experimenting with Facebook Live. Yeah. And, and we're on Facebook Live again tonight. We're, we're experimenting with the... Uh, audio right because we're shooting it from jerry's iphone which is kind of across the room everybody wave the you know how much live. that iphone costs yeah no go ahead I'll yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> so we've jacked it into the sound system we're hoping when you see there if you're watching it live now or if you see it on the playback but i, I realize in uh, megan's been the sort of the action agent to get this all she takes jerry's cell phone she goes on Jer she asks jerry for his password, this is a big deal. Your password's a big deal. It is a big deal. With identity theft. Yeah. You told and me you wouldn't tell anyone. I, Jerry. Well, was, I don't let's, know let's that she would have to tell second, anybody. Right. Because his password, for and he tells her for everything, <laughs> is one, two, three, four. That's well, his password. Well, that's why I don't three, forget four. it. <laughs> it gets real crazy. It's four, three, two, it. one. So we go to restaurant local restaurant in cincinnati after the show each tuesday <laughs> skyline and we're there and and so we're laughing at jerry for having one two three four and he's all embarrassed you know i guess that is kind of stupid it's not 
you know, it's kind of intuitive, and a hacker would hit that on the second try. So he changes it. He also has a sticker on his phone well, that says property of Jerry Springer. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he changed it is. to A, B, C, D. <laughs> yep. See how you can remember that? It's so... <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to have toys like that. Just really shouldn't. Have you watched all the videos I have on that? No. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see anything on that. I log into Facebook and get off. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do not right, touch yeah, yeah. anything else well, on that phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's I, right. Thank you, don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, in fact, I noticed you picked it up the other day with two pencils. Like, you wouldn't even touch it with your hand. Oh, or you'll put a, a Kleenex around come it or something. On. <laughs> I, remember I, yeah, I remember I'm always wearing gloves. Now, look. Hey, uh, hey uh, tell us about a trip you took back down memory lane uh, not too long ago, and I think you may have referenced it on a podcast, but tell us in some detail, you went back home. Yes. With some guys to Kew Gardens. Yeah. Well, you know, because every year on my birthday, I was raised in New York in in Queens, Kew Gardens. Every year on my birthday, uh, Mickey and I and, and you and Bonnie, the four of us, we go back to the old neighborhood. I mean, the ritual... Many is, years in a row now, Jerry. How oh, many, I bet, bet 20 years. Oh, for sure. 20 years. And in fact, the people... And we go back to the old apartment house. Yep. The Roger Williams. And, and the people in the apartment house, they kind of know I'm always coming around that yep. time of the year. And they gather in the lobby. He, here comes Gerald again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here's what's stupid. You always come along. What... Well, oh, I love it. You didn't grow up there. It has no. nothing to do with you. My, and, and you get excited about it. My mom always said about me to other family members, it's interesting the things that will entertain a simple mind. <laughs> so I go back. I think it's fun. I look forward to it. We knock year. on the door. Going back and to and these people are so tired of me. I used to live here. We know. <laughs> yeah. <Get out> of <laughs> here. And we go to the old schoolyard. Well, one of the friends I grew up with, Billy, he... Uh, he was having his 70th birthday, so he said, Gerald, let's, I want to do it once, you know, for, yeah. for his birthday. So four of us that grew up in that building, we go with him on his birthday and go to the same place. And we go to PS99. Our, well, there's a fence there where we went to grade school, and they, they closed the fence. It was a Saturday, but there, there was the schoolyard where we always played in, yeah. and we wanted to get in there. So we start climbing the fence. I was going to say, please don't awesome. say you climbed the Here fence. Here are four guys in their 70s, oh, and people start coming by watching it, and we can't, I can't lift my leg. <laughs> you over. can't get over. <laughs> oh, it was horrible, and, but it had points at the top. Now I'm kind of like... You didn't think any of this through, did you? <laughs> no, and people are coming by, and there's Jerry Spears. <laughs> all that, all that recognition you wanted, there, you've got it. Oh, <laughs> You're perched on a oh. fence. But the picture they had of me wasn't ba- because what was facing them was my butt. Because <laughs> I was trying to get over it. Was But anyway, so we went back, and it's the old neighborhood. <laughs> Did you the, make yeah. it over the fence? Did you? No, they came and got me down. Oh, I couldn't get on. over. Well, because I was afraid if I got over, then how am I going to get back? All the things you should have thought of before you started climbing said fence. <laughs> yeah. you know. But when do you see, really, if you didn't know what was going on, wouldn't you call the police? I mean, you see four guys in their 70s climbing. And the fence was like... 
eight, ten feet high. Yeah. I mean, you got to climb yeah. up the. I really, I've seen the fence. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. It's climb it, dangerous. It's a terrible fence. A terrible fence. <laughs> you know, and that, that makes me think of something that happened to me a few years back. We live. My wife and I live in a condo in Ludlow, and I always want to give a little prop to the company I run here called the Ludlow City Bus Company. But anyway... The company um, that you run now? I run you that You run company. it? Yeah. Well, that explains... <laughs> <laughs> that explains That everything. explains a yeah. lot. But anyway, we lived in another neighborhood across the river in Cincinnati a few years back. We had a dog, and I do, you have a dog. I and, do. And Jerry, you've had a dog. We yes. all have had dogs. We yes. love, and you still do, Megan. Love your dog. And we love our pets, Yep. And I had a uh, black lab named Dahlia for Black Dahlia. And I am known to be kind of cheap. Would you agree? <laughs> kind Duh. of cheap. Okay. So is, I, this, is this the year that you'll buy uh, at Skyline Chili? You'll pay yeah, for I got it tonight. I got it. So we needed electric fencing because we lived in a suburban neighborhood. And we had, we had a decent side yard, size yard, but we needed to keep the dog in. So electric fencing was like a big deal sweeping mm -hmm. the country. Do you use it where you are? Oh, you we, my, my folks did. We always had it growing up for our dogs. Okay, so yeah. you you know electric fencing. Yeah. Did you ever have it in any of the homes? My parents had it for me. <laughs> yeah, right, you, yeah. I do believe they that. They put a it's collar the, around the originator me. of it right there. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Mrs. Springer. slight correction. <laughs> yeah. so Gerald, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so it came time to buy electric fencing for my dog. I got yeah. on the phone. I called a bunch of companies. And, and by the way, this is what I learned. And it was consistent, call by call by call. Yeah. They charge a fair amount of money, thousands of dollars. They come in, they dig it out, they lay it in, they cover it up so cosmetically you can't see the fence. But then part of the money is they come back and they condition the animal. That's in the deal. And it might even be a different person who comes back and works with your dog with some, with some leash practicing and they get it to understand the beeps and the beeps say stay back, and it, it works. So mm -hmm. I hired this company, and they were way cheaper. I mean, a third of what the others were. So you said, let's take this company. This I took that idea. company. And I vetted the guy, and he knew somebody that I knew, and it's somebody that you knew too, you Jerry. And I was thought, just your vetting has proven I, seen it. to not be <laughs> With who song. would like to date Megan. By the way, another guy <laughs> is now lined up. I don't have him here tonight. But we have this promotion called Would You Like to Date Megan? It is... It has blown up. I mean, we're getting constant <laughs> contact. I want to come. I want to, you know, vet me. I want to be a finalist. And then the winner <laughs> takes Megan to dinner. My wife and I go. I have GoPro on my ball cap, and we video the whole thing, and you get to so see much. it. Okay, so, so I am, and Megan is comfortable with this bit because she knows that I'm a good veteran, that I'm really looking out for her, right? That's why she's willing dog, to do this. Yeah. So. so I vet these companies. I pick this guy. Dear God. Guy comes in in a pickup truck. Cool guy. Had his hat on backwards. Beer in hand, you know, I'm sure. <laughs> Beer. And he lays in this fence, did a good job, gets it all covered up. And he asked for a check, and I gave him the check because I thought, well, you pay up front. And then he comes back like four or five Saturdays and works with your dog about an hour each time, which is exactly how it works. So I hand him the check, and he turns to his truck, and I said, my dog doesn't know electric fencing. He says, well, yeah, well, here's the collar. Just put the collar on. I says, well, what do you mean? Just put the collar on? I said, isn't there a conditioning that, you know, behaviorism, a conditioning that you do for the dog? Mm -hmm. And he, like he just thought of it, I said, 
well, yeah, all right, where's your dog? And I said, well, she's inside. I said, go get your dog. Just bring her out on a leash. Oh, Brought him out on a leash. She put the collar on her, and he took her and pulled her over the fence. She jumped about six feet in the air, <laughs> twisted all up oh, and down, God. and he handed me the leash. And she, she said she won't cross that fence down. He got in his truck and drove <gasps> away. You are not allowed to vet anyone else for who wants to date Megan. Trust ever. me, that dog never crossed that fence. <laughs> that is disgusting. But that dog no. never talked to me again she for the rest of her life, by dead. the way. That dog, you know, that would not cower. That is exactly what this guy did. This, this and he and drove he, down the driveway saying, hey, see you later, Gene. <laughs> see ya. And you, you went through the process of finding, oh my yeah, God. I will give you his name and phone number because he's like a third of what <laughs> they normally mean? charge. Electric fencing. <laughs> not, not half, a third. <laughs> It's of what they charge. Oh, put that collar around you and drag you so many, the fence. I, I'm going to pick a guy for you. Just <laughs> trust me. We got this. And now. in some ways, he's going to be the best guy for you. Ever. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Anyway. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Gene. We're driving over here. Yeah. And we should pull the curtain back here of Wizard of Oz and explain. Driving over here sometimes, the whole podcast changes. Right? It did. This is God's truth. This and is exactly so, what happened today. <laughs> I believe this all. So we're driving over here, and Jerry had one thought in mind. And tell what happened, and then and then dig in on it because I think it's really good stuff. Well, uh, and maybe we'll get to it anyway. But I plan today to talk about. Uh, in fact, I I called you last week because I was really getting in on this issue from that, England. From England. And by the way. We have to talk at dinner about the idea we talked about. We've yeah. got numbers for that, et cetera. Oh, good. Right. Uh, and the, the idea was that Donald Trump cannot, we cannot have his finger on the nuclear button. I mean, that is a really, really serious issue. And we got to figure out a way to have people think about it. Because I think if people think about it, it you're not going to care anymore whether you're a Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, anything you're suddenly going to say, wait a second, maybe, you know, maybe I enjoyed this guy on Apprentice. Maybe, you know, you know, I, I'm amused by him, whatever your reasons. But it's pretty hard for a thinking person to honestly say, of all the people in the world, this is the man that you want making the singular decision about whether we have nuclear war. I mean, here's a guy who gets so angry if someone says something about him, he immediately attacks back. You know, it's very thin skin, you know, like a fourth grader. He picked on me. Well, I'll get him, you know. But this guy can set off nuclear missiles. And uh, the country has to really focus in on that. So I was thinking of trying to get going some national poll by maybe major institutions. And the issue is about a month or so before the general election, the tradition is that the major party candidates get a briefing from the CIA, the FBI, and the military, the Defense Department, about what our top-secret nuclear issues are. You get a briefing, and then the day you get sworn in, you're immediately given the black bag, and you're told the codes and stuff like that. We have to figure out a way, because he just spouts off anything that comes in his mind. We can't be giving nuclear secrets to Donald Trump. You know, clearly not before he's president. I mean, they have to change the system. And I think the Defense Department and leaders of the Republican Party and Democratic Party, I mean, responsible leaders in this country, have to get together, not in front of the cameras, but they have to figure out a new way. How do we make sure that Trump doesn't get his hands on, these, on this information? Because he will just blurt it out. 
you know, you think, oh, this is great. I'll call in the show and say, yeah, well, I could do this. Boom. So this is really a serious issue, and that's what we were talking about. Anyway, on the drive over here, you know, we're just commiserating. Jeezel, now with Trump's response to what happened uh, a couple of days ago in Orlando, and his just ridiculous response to it. And, and then we started talking about Paul Ryan, who, you know, Speaker of the House and leader of the Republican Party, certainly one of the leaders. And all of a sudden he caved because he was, you know, I'm putting the partisan hat aside now, even though I don't like his political philosophy, he's a grown-up. You know, he's a, if, if that's your point of view, he's a legitimate person, bright, not crazy. And uh, he was saying, when Trump went off with his race, racist comments several weeks ago, he said, I don't know that I can endorse him mm -hmm. for president. And then, when it looked like Trump was going to be the candidate, he caves in. He says, well... He would support the agenda. Maybe I can go ahead with it. Well, here's what I want to talk about tonight. And maybe we can figure out a way to do this. Look, I'm an avowed Democrat. I love the Democratic Party. I'm, I'm a liberal, etc. But I love my country more. And there has to be a way that responsible Republican leaders can still love their party, can still love their philosophy, and still, but love their country more that they recognize that regardless of their politics, Donald Trump cannot be president of the United States. And I'm, you know, I would appear to be the last person to give Republicans advice as to what they should do. But here's something I think they can do which would be in their interest. And I'm just saying it out loud because the country's more important than my party. What I think Paul Ryan ought to do, and the other leaders of the Republican Party, and, you know, and Romney and, 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 and McCain and all the other, you know, responsible leaders, because they are responsible, they're just, we have different points of view, but they're not crazy people. They should be able to say, Paul Ryan can say, I'm a Republican, we have an agenda, we love these issues. And I want you to go to the polls and vote for this Republican Congress. But for president, we can't in good conscience support us. So you're on your own. We're not giving up our party. We're not changing our philosophy, whatever. We believe in our party, but we're not going to fake it and pretend that Trump's okay. Donald Trump is not okay for America. He may be the nicest person personally. I don't know. When I was in England, I do reports on the American election for Good Morning Britain. It's on ITV. The host of the morning show is Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan, member for a while, was, well, I met Piers when I was hosting America's Got Talent, and he was one of the judges. And then he took Larry King's place on CNN. And now he's in England hosting, hosting Good Morning Britain. Well, he knows Donald Trump very well because you'll remember Piers Morgan won The Apprentice. Remember? So he knows Donald Trump. And he's saying to me, you know, and he says, I wouldn't vote for Trump because he doesn't like his position on guns, et cetera. He says, but he's not really a racist. And I 
didn't want to say, you know, on the air, and I didn't want to say, but that's just bullshit. <laughs> and the reason it is, he may not personally believe all this stuff, but when you're in politics, words are weapons. And so even if, you, even if he didn't personally believe the stuff he's saying about Muslims and Mexicans and you know, whatever the minority group is, the fact that he's saying it and giving cover to racists and supporting racist policies like no Muslims permitted to come into America. By the way, the, uh, the Pulse massacre, the guy was born in America. He's an American, okay? And he didn't get his direction from ISIS. He looks on the uh, internet. But he had no connection and, and this week he said he liked ISIS, but a couple of weeks ago it was a division of Al-Qaeda that is in a death match with ISIS. You know, then he was on the side of the opponents of ISIS. So all of that was garbage. The point is that he can say, I'm really not a racist, and what the Republican Party should say, that this is the most un-American thing we can do to start discriminating against an entire religion because a bunch of people in that religion do vicious things. Are we saying that we're not permitting Christians to come to America because the Ku Klux Klan puts up crosses in people's lawns? Do we condemn Christianity because... The Klan and with the lynchings and all that, they profess to be Christians and then they do these horrible things? Of course not. So why would you condemn Muslims because some people who are Muslim do horrible things or have horrible ideas? Paul Ryan, who I take it is a good human being, and John McCain, who clearly is a good human being, Wrong on a lot of issues, but do you doubt his love of America? How these people have to pretend they're for Trump when they know he can't be president of the United States and still have an America. They ought to stand up as one and say, we're not going to finagle the rules at the convention because that would just lead to an uproar. We are just saying we believe in the Republican Party. We support the ideals of the Republican Party. We support the platform of the Republican Party. Whatever it is, we hope you vote for the Republican congressmen, Republican senators. Let them campaign for the Republican Party and what they believe in. But we are not going to give our endorsement to someone who is totally contrary to everything with this country we love what it stands for, and what it believes. That would be a profile in courage. Yeah. And I, vote for Hillary. I, I, and vote for Jerry Springer if we can get England in as a 51st state. Yes. But, <laughs> you know, if Paul Ryan did that, just to add one little thing, he, he would have, Jerry, a future forever in this country with the mainstream voters of this country. Yep. And isn't it odd 
and we were kind of joking about this driving over here, you and I are about as staunch Democrats, liberal Democrats as you can find, lifelong. And we really do, we were both saying, it's vital for America to have a vibrant two-party system. We don't rejoice, I won't be rejoicing if in November the Republican Party as we know it for at least a time period drops off the face of the earth, and that's what Trump could cause. I mean, they can't stop him now, you're right. It's going to play out. But man, Paul Ryan is an example of somebody that could have a future, and if he played this smart and played it right, right meaning the proper way to do it, uh, he could both help himself and help his party. Here's the thing, and and one last thing, it's, look, I don't, famous last words, Donald Trump is not going to be elected, okay? In the end, people will come to their senses. He's not going to be elected. He's, he's been running in, a, in Republican primaries in a universe that is not the same as the entire American electorate, okay? So it's, it, it, it's not going to happen. My point is this. I know he's not going to get elected. His candidacy if it is endorsed by respectable people, says a horrible thing about our country, that's the damage. The damage is by his running. The damage is it gives cover to racists, to people that think it's perfectly okay that you keep millions of people just because of their religion that they can't be part of America. What? What did anybody die for in, 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 in our proud history? What was the purpose if America doesn't stand for, we don't care what your religion is. This is a free country. It's the most basic American thing there is. That's why he has to be stopped. It's not, he's not going to win. But he's already doing tremendous damage. Look at, the, look at the discussions we're having today. Look at what people are saying. Well, and you don't mean to suggest that he be stopped from running because... Anybody you can run, but he yeah. shouldn't be endorsed. And, yeah, people should, should run away. You know, honestly, and I mean this. If a racist ever ran for, on the Democratic ticket... I would say I'm a lifelong Democrat. Vote yeah. for all the other Democrats, but you're not putting my name no. on would, a sign that says you got it. Yeah, we just would walk don't away vote from for that. that president. Walk away. You know what? The thing that you worry about, I worry about, and I, you know, you know, you never want self fulfilling prophecies. But he's poisoning the dialogue mm-hmm. and the thought process to a point, particularly with the latest things he said yesterday and things he said about Obama, that he's in with the terrorists, you worry that somebody's going to get hurt here. You know, Orlando is somebody yeah. got hurt because of one set of things. You worry that somebody's going to hurt some Muslim family, mm-hmm. some other crazy person incited by this. It's, 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 all, it's, uh, it's you, very coarse, dangerous language. I, I worry about that. Yeah, imagine being... First of all, none of us had anything to do with our birth, right? I've spoken about that many times. So we had nothing to do with to whom we'd be born, what family we'd be born into, what the color of our skin would be, who our parents would be, right? So that's what we are. Imagine if you had been born Muslim in America, and you're living here in the country. You've been a wonderful citizen. 
you worked hard in school, you got a wonderful job, you got kids, whatever's going on, you got a wonderful life. Your kid fought in the military. That's it, common right. in America. Yes, your kid fought in the military. Just wonderful people. Imagine what they feel like now waking up every day. Their kids arguing, people looking at them, people being suspicious every time they sit down in a restaurant, every time they go to an airport. Imagine what that feels like. It's horrible. It's horrible. And, and these poor people, they've done nothing wrong. Oh, one last, I keep saying one last thing. With what happened at the Pulse, you know, if, if they would have had assault weapons, if they would have had guns, they could have protected themselves. Have you ever been to a nightclub? I mean, first of all, let's say every one of them went to the nightclub with their assault weapons. You're going out Saturday night. You're going with your friends. Hey, bring your assault weapons. Get your, get First your of all, think this through. Because this is what they're saying. We ought to have guns so we could protect ourselves in these incidents, right? So, so here's the deal. You go to a nightclub. Where do you put your assault weapon? Do you check it with your coat? Or let's say you start dancing. You're going to put it down someplace. Now, if you've been to these nightclubs, they're dark. They are dark. The music is loud. It is dark. They're flashing lights. You hear some popping off. There are 1,000 people in the club. You hear maybe shots. You grab the gun. Who are you going to shoot? Where are you shooting? Everybody just starts firing? It's insane. Killing it's hundreds. Insane. I mean, it's, it's, insane. it's so insane. Then Congress... Here's another thing. Trump wants to keep the Muslims out, right? Muslims can't come into the country if he's president. We have a terrorist list. People under suspicion of terrorism. They're a watch list, the terrorist watch list that the CIA, FBI, whatever keeps, Homeland Security. Congress will not permit the people on those lists to be restricted from buying guns. Did you hear what I just said? You can keep someone out of the country because they're Muslim. But if someone is on the terrorist list, you're not allowed to stop that person from having guns. Help me here. <laughs> this is absurd. I swear I'm not crazy. Maybe for other reasons, but not this. No one could sit down and tell me why it makes sense to permit people on the terrorist list to have guns. And Trump will fight to keep that. Congress will not stop that from happening. They forbid banning terrorists from having guns. And yet, my God, if I'm elected, we're going to get tough with those terrorists. And, you know, and the gun thing. Sandy Hook didn't do it to bring, uh -huh. remember, AK-15s, assault rifles, weapons of war, were banned. It lapsed. The conservative Congress has chosen not to bring back the restriction on them. Sandy Hook wasn't enough right. to bring those politicians to their senses or to have the public outcry big enough that forced them. Now we've had this incident. Personally, I'm a liberal Democrat. I have a Ruger 454 Kazool, and I have a Remington 870 Express 12-gauge shotgun. I shoot them both. I enjoy going to ranges and shooting. I don't have them for people. It's more for 
frankly, grizzly bear defense when I go into the back country because that's what I like to do. And if you had at Pulse on early Sunday morning, there were three police officers, one off duty on site who engaged the shooter. Yeah. And there were two others that arrived within minutes. It is now coming out that some of the people who died in the club, this is going to be easy to determine because all they have to do is look Look at at what bullets bullets killed those people came came from the cops. God bless everybody involved. I am not emphasize not blaming the cops. It was an insane situation. If you allow people to walk up freely with an AK-15 that he bought three days earlier in Florida, you put everybody at a huge disadvantage. If he came in there with a Glock or a a handgun, that's a whole different deal. You would not have 49 dead people and 53 wounded. They have got to ban these AK-15s. What what are they for other than in a war? They're weapons of war. And it's insane. And it's the freaking NRA that scare these coward, cowardly, conservative Republicans. They run scared of the NRA. Mm -hmm. A lot of these Republicans that go on to the floor of the House and the Senate know in their hearts this is wrong, but they're a bunch of chicken shits and some Democrats. Did you hear about the Democrat um, from Connecticut, though? This I think it was yesterday or even today that stood up and walked out. Uh, Paul Ryan was hosting a moment of silence for the victims. And he said, I'm done with the moment of silence. He said, do something. Yeah, President Obama has been up, this is his 13th time in his presidency, I think 12th or 13th time. Good for him, yes. Yeah, and he said, no, we're done with this. The moments of silence, we have to take some action on it. It's it's beyond ridiculous. Maybe that's one thing that comes out of this. Uh, Let's turn to some music. And I, I think I incorrectly named the town and we're going to talk to... No, you, uh, did it, you did it perfectly. Was it, is it Slop Choppy? No, or? Sop Choppy. Sop, Sop, Sop Choppy, Sop, 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 Florida? Yeah. Sop Choppy, Florida. I'm Tell us Florida. about that, first Where's of all. Choppy? Well, it's here for Grant people. Yeah. Sop Choppy is uh, 26 miles southwest of Tallahassee. Oh, okay. Oh, there you all right. It's in Walcola County. All right. Uh, folk singer from uh, Florida and start us off with a song, please. Well, I'm the kind of fella that doesn't talk much. I usually stay in my seat and keep my mouth shut. But the last couple years, I started getting depressed. The popular culture has got me all upset. For a while there, I I thought I was going to fold. I was starting to wig. I was losing control. So I set upon a self-therapeutic move. And I, I picked up this guitar and I wrote Grant's Talking Blues. And there were narcissists on the left and fundamentalists on the right. And madmen in the middle, not a savior in sight. I was overwhelmed by the lies and the danger and the doom. Your king had no clothes and there was an elephant in the room. I seen coddled kids indulged and obese. Relate to the world through computer screens. Oblivious to the demise of our fragile planet And how the economy was killing it They were just trying to expand it I seen the love of money had a nominal effect Upon who your kids were and how they would act There was hip-hop and NASCAR and American Idol And iPhones and iPods Virtual battles, a 
immediate gratification hummed a collective groan, promenading through shopping malls while there was a war going on. You'd been duped and screwed by unscrupulous minions who gave away the store and stole the elections. And they started that war under false pretenses, then abandoned justice and our poor soldiers in the trenches. I started searching for answers like a starving dog, digging through this culture in search of a bone, something to hold on to, something I could believe in, something to make sense of all the madness I was seeing. Yeah, but all that was there was sentimentality, Patriotic blindness and religious banality. Flag-waving fools had pawned the future. Now they were losing their grip, but still digging in deeper. Yeah, the American experiment, it was on the rocks. All high on its fumes and deeply in hock. Stumbling forward through expanding bandwidth while leaving a hideous stain on our national canvas. You see, this is just a mall-building culture. It was in denial. Global warming kicked up, we just turned the dial. Bought bigger SUVs, burned coal, fertilized our lawns. But integrity's like virtue, man. You can't just turn it off and on. Anyhow, it was too late, and I despaired and turned inward. Which for me, pathologically, is a dangerous venture. But I was lost and unbalanced. Things were terribly wrong. Thank God I found an antidote by writing my song. And so that's what I do these days, try to keep my sanity. I know this whole touring folk singer thing kind of comes across like vanity. But after 50 years of living, I finally see how things work. You live life forward, but then you have to figure it out in reverse. And so, America's a broken dream and civilization's a bust. And I've learned to hide my disappointment and mistrust. And that's the point of this song, that's the gist of all my tunes. And that's why this one gets called Grant's Talking Blues. That's a good one. Hey, uh, Sop Choppy, what's it like? You said it's south of Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah, well, Is it Sop small Choppy town? Was, yeah, it's was a very small town. It has two stop signs. It, it, it had its day. My great-grandfather was a charter member of the city uh, back in the uh, teens of the wow. last century. And, uh, and he, uh, uh, there was a turpentine industry and all of that. And it's yeah. all, they had, as my grandmother said, theater, theaters. Yeah, they yeah. had theaters and rooming houses and <laughs> plays and all of that. Now it's just a kind of a, just a two-stop sign town. Yeah. Did you grow up there and go no, to No, I actually there? grew up in Tallahassee. Tallahassee that's, where okay. I, yeah, that's where I live now. Yeah. And um, I went to, uh, went to school in, you know, college in North Carolina. But, Did you? Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, I, uh, 1995, that song I just sang and forgot many of, some of the words to. I, I, I did it on the fly based upon what you guys were talking about. Oh, and uh, wow. and uh, so uh, 
I moved to Nicaragua in 1995. And no kidding. Yeah, I went to, uh, it was kind of an experiment. Moved to a little island called Little Corn Island off the coast of Bluefields. I was there 11 years and didn't play guitar, didn't do any of that kind of stuff. And uh, moved back here in uh, 2006. And that was the first song I wrote when I came back. That was wow. my re-entry into American culture. I mean, that's you spent how many years in Nicaragua? I was 11 years there. No kidding. Yes. So you speak fluent Spanish? I speak and- Spanish, yes. That's yeah. pretty interesting. And your uh, latest album is A Congress of a Treasons? A Congress of Treasons. Okay. And, uh, I've, and I've made three records with somebody, with Gurf Morlicks, who has been here. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. we love Gurf, Gurf Morlicks. Gurf produced three of my records and sings yeah. on this last one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. yeah, we love him. He yeah. did a uh, session here with us. And your website is grant at grant peebles, P-E-E-P-L-E-S. correct. Uh, dot com. That's it. Yeah, do a second song I will. Us, I'm, would you? And I'm being from Florida. They uh, We had a... Uh, 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 our governor, uh, when I, as soon as I moved back, we had a governor in the, in the state who, th- our economy was sagging, and he thought we needed like a new state song to build it up, get people to come down there and start That'll spending do money, money again. <laughs> well, the, the irony, and you've been to Florida, the irony is, is the Jerry old, lives in Florida, well, by the way. Yeah. Our old state song was called The Old Folks at Home, yeah. which was an irony lost on yeah. everybody except for me and Jeb Bush, yeah. I think. And, and, and he knew it was like a bad marketing yeah. idea. Yeah. So he started, he had this campaign for a new state song, and I entered it, and, and I lost. Yeah. <laughs> In the middle of the winter, when you need a vacation, come where the sun and the sand is waiting, right down here at the bottom of our nation. I'm talking about Florida. Yeah, come on down to the Sunshine State. Bring your money, check out the place. Chances are you'll decide to stay. Hell, everybody else does. There's a thousand new residents coming down every day. They're all moving in and buying up the place. They're filling in the swamps to make some more space. And man, we're starting to need it. We got snake farms and alligator wrestlers more state executions than anywhere but texas shuffleboard and wet t-shirt contestants man you gotta see it to believe it come on down to the sunshine state bring your money check out the place chances are you'll decide to stay hell everybody else does well, we're number one in lightning strikes, snake bites, alligator and shark attacks. We got a million illegal aliens to sack all our trash, clean toilets, wash dishes, and cut the grass. I'm telling you, it's heaven. We feature one golf course for every man, woman, and child. We cut down the trees and get to see for miles. Don't it seem like a place you could kick back a while? Well, dude, it don't get no better. Yeah, come on down to the Sunshine State Bring your money, check out the place Well, chances are you'll decide to stay Tell everybody else does We got these federally subsidized sugar plantations They're bigger and richer than most European nations They own our politicians and hire all the Haitians It's what you... Call up, sweet deal. 
deal Well, everybody said it was some kind of joke When we said it ain't over till your brother counts the votes And 12 years later we elected Rick Scott It's what you call a state steal Come on down to the Sunshine State Bring your money, check out the place Chances are you'll decide to stay Hell, everybody else does Well, our school system rates higher than Mississippi and Louisiana And though we ain't up there with Arkansas and Alabama 32% of our kids wind up in the slammer And that's gotta count for something You see, we ain't got no state income tax cause we just stick it to all the Yankee tourists from Ohio, and that makes up for that. A service-based economy, that's what keeps us fat. That and a lot of fried mullet. Come on down to the Sunshine State. Bring your money, check out the place. Well, chances are you'll decide to stay. Hell, everybody, everybody, everybody. And that song, that they, song didn't win? They passed Yeah, how'd that song They passed on that? They passed on that. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's Grant Peoples. Uh, again, you, so you can hear him at grant at grantpeoples.com. And uh, would you take us out on uh, yes. Irene Goodnight? I, I think I'm going to be able to pull this off. Here. All right, Jerry Springer will jump in on it with you, too. That's all right. Last Saturday night, I got married. Me and my wife settled down Now me and that old broad have parted I'm gonna take another trip downtown I read goodnight I Sometimes I live in the country And sometimes I live in town Sometimes I take a great notion To jump in the river and drown You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.